RJ Barrett got back and um, maybe he heard some of the things I was saying about him. But anyway, um, <laughs> all right. So let's talk about some things, man. Um, yeah. First, let's let's start off with non-Thunder related basketball. Okay. okay. There's a couple of, <coughs> of things that we've been slow to talk about. First thing is Joel Embiid is out for at least two games with a foot injury, bro. And I, I don't know what foot injury, but at least two games is how they're stating this. But he's having surgery. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people, bro? How? What are they? Like, they should be like, hey, we're shutting him down for a month. This is foot surgery. Unless it's like, uh, like an ingrown toenail. But even that can be fucking enough to wait a couple weeks, bro. Man, I've had a, a big grown, a big toe ingrown toenail, and uh, I was in uh, the field in, in the military, and they cut it out, right? Mm-hmm. That shit hurt. Yeah, for like three weeks. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, this isn't um, smart, dude. They need to protect their like their best player in like the last. Well, and and that's what happens, man. When you get to a championship caliber team, and you're like, hey, we're in a win now situation. You look at every single game as, hey, we've got to get these guys to play seventy five plus games in order for us to win um you know we've seen it before and these guys just get injured really quickly at the end of the season and then you're looking at a spot where you're like shit now we have five games left to the playoffs and we're not going to see Embiid back until at least 15 games you know like it's happened before and it ha- will happen again and it's why you, you look at teams like the thunder and you look at teams um like the spurs and uh i mean even throughout there the clippers you know that are being overly cautious about these players to make sure that they're completely healthy before they get out there um it's good to see i agree some people need to check themselves Uh, it's just a report it'll probably not take that long but one of the things you hate seeing is what's happened to kate cunningham i haven't seen a follow-up i i saw this a few days ago but they feared he had a stress fracture in his shin um, bro, all, all I can say is that's devastating. Number one pick, um, stress fracture. Mo- like my understanding is time rest. That's the only way to recover from that. But in the end, like, yeah, he's too young to have this type of injury and for it not to have some sort of negative effect. Um, I hope him the best. Morant's sure. injured too. Yeah. Rolled his ankle. But nasty. Against the Thunder. Nasty roll. It was one of those ones you see and you're like, it's like the the heel shifted out. And like you got, you got the ones where your toe rolls over and those hurt with high ankle sprain. But that heel shifting out sometimes can be the longest recovery. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just unfortunate, man. Like you're seeing a lot of injuries right now with players. And it's something that we talked about, you know, like when you're looking at stars, it's not about a star being Damian Lillard, a great example. You know, he could dominate for 50, 60 games in, in a season, and then nothing the next. Oh, he year, just went or, down, didn't he? Or he goes down for a couple months. Like that's had, what happens. What to a some hot star for the like, Pistons, man! Not Pistons, the yeah, Blazers. Like, I mean, they they were killing it, man, and now they're just gonna hang out for dear life. And and I think that's it's important when you have you know superstars is that there's a different level that you have to treat them and you you see teams that are willing to take care of them and uh like the los angeles clippers making sure Kawhi is completely injury free and yes it's frustrating sometimes for these players because they just want to go out there and play but prolong your career 
at all cost because it's a difference between sometimes a hundred million dollars. It's not just about your career, right? Like it's about your legs. It's about your life. It's about being a grandfather. It's about being able to like walk after your career without pain. Like it's your body protect it. Um, Anyway, so let's see. Giannis, bro. Let's talk about Giannis. We haven't talked about this yet. I mean, I think the whole rest of the NBA is probably over the latter incident at this point. But, I mean, how? Do, what do you think about it, bro? I mean, kind of bonkers that that it went down the way it did. He was trying to shoot some free throws. And I, my, my understanding from what I've read is that they generally remove the video equipment immediately after the game. Okay? But... He wasn't some fan out there trying to get some shots up on the you know NBA court, right? And he did ask them and, in fact, help them move it out of the way. But that wasn't good enough. It's Philly. It's Philly, man. Well, this is this is what you expect, right? Harold Harold came out. Montrez Montrez Harold. Yep. Yeah, and he came out and he was like, "Uh, uh-uh, this is not happening." And here's the thing, man. There is a disrespect, like. I remember being in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we're at uh, a team was at our home, right? And they they probably missed fifteen free throws in that game, and their coach made them run suicides and shoot free throws afterwards until you know co- our coach is like, "This just got to go, no out," you know. Like I've been there, man. You know, if it's your home, you have the right to stay there as long as you want. If it's not. Get the fuck out. Whoa, I didn't expect I, you I to take that side, bro. Seriously, that man, like me, dude. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like it when when guys are messing around like that. Like to me, like I get it. You had a horrible shooting night. There is a trillion places that you could go to go shoot. You don't need to go there. Or you go there and you shoot at one side and then they come back and they switch out the video equipment, do that other stuff, and they go to the other side. But obviously, if you have players that are coming out saying, don't do that, you have st- people in the stands still standing there yelling at the players, people trying to change video equipment. Like, Damn, I don't like it. I don't. Right. He should have recognized and read the room and realized that this is not a good situation, and he should have left. Instead of getting involved by pushing down you know, the, the ladder and, and getting physical, Like, he shouldn't have pulled that shit. And now you're starting to see like players like react you know like he got murdered in the other game the other night like like literally like he goes down the lane and two guys just hit him hard and people are taking note you don't we don't care you know we don't care who you are if you're gonna act like that you're gonna people are gonna notice dude i'm glad we finally have had a proper disagreement for once in a while dude it doesn't happen enough anymore um when my parents were here they were talking about an old pastor of ours who said that um, we fight more than any other brothers he'd ever seen. And somehow this, this podcast is relatively without fighting, unless I, I say something really dirty. But in the end, no fight here. <coughs> I, I, I disagree. I think, um, yeah. I mean, would I, would I feel that way if it was the, the 14th guy off the bench or whatever? No. But in the end, like, you know, I don't even think Kevin Garnett would have gone out there and been like, don't shoot on my court. You know what I mean? I think in the end, there's like, there's a respect for the game. I feel like Giannis didn't get the respect that he deserves. Um, Man, listen, if you go to a friend's house and you fuck his girlfriend or fuck his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And then you stand outside and you just dribble a basketball afterwards, like you're marking your territory, like people are going to fucking care. Dude's going to be like, 
what the fuck you over here? Oh, man, I just fucked your girl, man. You know, like, dribbling your ball. Like, come on, man. Like, no one likes that shit. Yeah, dude. I, You lost me there, but... I mean, like, he just was trying to shoot some free throws, man. He's trying to put in some work, bro. But it's all right, dude. It's all right. Your your analogy wasn't as bad as what happened with Tim Hardaway. Um, oh, dude, Tim Hardaway. All right. What the hell, Tim? Yeah, so I guess when you said Shea got hammered. Or no, when um, Giannis got hammered, clobbered by two guys, Tim Hardaway would have used a different adjective, one that was much more offensive, and then he would have to apologize. All right. We'll come back to that later, but here's another apology that was was forced to be given-ish, all, right? All about the apologies, baby. All right, so you got to watch this, right? This ESPN analyst, Ben Watson, got pissed after his colleague made a joke about his wife, bro. And basically, I watched it, and the guy was like, hey, who, you missed the memo. You're wearing a white suit. Everybody else is wearing dark. You think it's Easter kind of thing? And the guy was like, all that matters is when my wife texts me that I look good. Text me, baby. Text me. Kind of like that. And the guy's like, that's not what your wife texted me. Bro. <laughs> Bro. They came back from commercial break, dude. And there were there yeah. had been four people on set. And there was only two. Okay? Oh, shit. And then as they start being like intro, the second guy comes back and he's like. And then the dude was like. Did you uh, tell him to keep your wife out of his mouth? Your wife's name out of his mouth? And he was like, huh? Like, I ain't got nothing to say about that. It was hilarious, dude. <laughs> I think he might have smacked the shit out of him, dude. Bro. I think he might have smacked the shit out of him, dude. All right, dude. Um, Dude. What do you think? Dude? You know, happens. You think, you think he deserved getting hit, dude? Or was he just, like, goofing off? Man, I, I've hit people for less... Really? Well, I mean, uh, remember that remember that kid named Wit? Yeah, that's true. I remember Wit. You did smack the yeah, shit. Yeah, he was drinking with us, and he made a mom joke, and I yeah. leaned across the table, and I slapped the shit out of him. Yeah. yeah it, takes, it takes a little bit more than that to get a reaction like that from you, because honestly, Wit was on your, on your nerves all fucking night, dude. Bro, he, he was like a master at it. There's, there's very few people in my life that I've ever met that have learned to get on my nerves like that. And uh, dude figured it out like day, hour number one, and it was over. Like, I've never had anybody piss me off as much as that dude did. All right, bro. So I got this article here. <laughs> it's I find it humorous. I'm sure some people would read this and think it was sad or, you know. I love it. Not a good story. Let's make fun of it. But Sounds good. Here's the quote for the headline. Golden Corral-style buffet of drugs found during search at motel. All right. So... And look, I'm I'm happy for them because the cops have their little like key phrase. But let's talk about what was in this golden buffet, golden corral buffet. It had yeah, man, meth, know. GHB, Xanax, heroin, and marijuana. So they managed to have Wait five drugs. That's it? Yeah, I know. And I, you know what I was thinking, dude? Five drugs. Five drugs. And, it's a... and they got they got yeah. the golden corral nod. And I'm like, you know, I don't like golden corral. And if somebody was like. Let's go to Golden Corral. I wouldn't be like, yay. And that's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with Golden Corral. It's just like, I like a good home cooked meal. Whatever. It's fine. But if I'm going to go to a buffet, personally, I like the way Las Vegas does buffets. King Crab Legs, or probably don't do that right. anymore, but they used to, right? They got the steak, they got everything, right? And they, and they got it all the time. So I'm not more of a Bellagio buffet guy myself. So 
So you like the more experienced, better drugs, like the meth and the heroin. It's like, what the fuck you doing? You know, here's the thing. I know what they're doing, and I understand why <laughs> why they would be in that position. I look at that as a as a combination of bad mis- bad mistakes that led you sure. to, to Golden Corral, and that's fine. Like everybody's got to go to Golden Corral sometimes. But my point is, like, where's the Molly? Um, where where's the cocaine? Yeah, and there should be some hash. Like it, it, right. marijuana is good, but if you're gonna and, and like, but it doesn't take that that like you know. Um, What's that word I'm looking for? Like, you know, like when you're when you're dealing with like meth or heroin, you've got this like edge at it. Yeah. And it doesn't take the edge away unless you have that. And and the more I look at it, I think know. maybe Golden Corral is giving them too much credit. I mean, I feel like this might be like <laughs> a gas station bodega style buffet versus a Golden Corral style right? buffet. That's like that's like going down to the local like drug dealer and saying, I'll take twenty dollars of whatever you have. Right. You know, like it's not that's not a that's a hundred dollar meal right there. That's not a that's not a two thousand dollar meal. Look, and I don't condone any of this stuff, honestly. Like, yeah, don't take drugs, guys. That, like, unless you're drug like, drug mistakes what the fuck doing. are the ones that they really fuck people up for a long time. And I've you know I've paid I've paid a bit of a price for some of my mistakes I've made in my life. So I, I don't think it's all like you know fun and games and that nobody gets hurt because obviously these things happen. But making the right decisions about what drugs you're doing will help you out a long way. And when you look at meth and heroin, you know this guy's in a bad spot. He could be in a better spot. Uppers, baby. Anyway, we'll leave that one at that. Um, <laughs> and not enough prescriptions. That's the other thing I'd say. But hey, to each their own, and I'm sure that if he had everything I'm talking about, getting busted would be way worse. But, um, all right, so we got two highly controversial things that, Maybe we don't even want to talk about. Um, oh, 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 I found one that we can talk about, dude. It's it's you yeah, slipped it in it, there, dude. bro. You slipped it in there. It, right? Okay, Larsa Pimpin, Pippin, Pimpin, <laughs> hanging out with Marcus Jordan. Um, so yes, if dude. you somehow don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Michael Jordan's son and Scotty Pippin's wife, daughter, wife, daughter, ex-wife. Tama, are you sure? Boom! I, I know. Daughter. I thought it was nope. his daughter, man. Look it up. Pull your phone out and look it up right now. Larsa Pippen is Scotty Pippen's ex-wife. They've been on again, off again for the last several years. She's incredibly famous because of being friends with other famous people. Other than just being Scotty Pippen's wife, she's like on. She ends up showing up in celebrity gossip type stuff. But this whole banging Mar- uh, Marcus Jordan, like damn dude, how's she gonna them do do dirty to his, her, her dad like that, man? His airness, his airness's airs got game. <laughs> his airness's airs. How, how, how's she doing? Her dude, this has to be like fuck you to her husband and Jordan's sons is going around for the pussy. Here's what I would say. When they when you don't when she's this. with Marcus, yeah, she is saying it's not about Scotty, all right? Damn, dude. Damn, dude. All right. I just don't even, like, I don't even know what to say about that, dude. Like, what the fuck? All right, so. Can you rebound off of that? Yeah, you can, dude. You can. And look, look, she's, I'm not really into Larsa Pippen. Like, I just, like, I understand. I'd have her lick my asshole. I am. Fine. I understand why Scotty loves her and all that, or loved her, and I, I get it. Like, 
but she's just not like she's like she looks like she belongs like in the Kardashian clan. And some people think that's really hot. That's just not my type. And I and that's fine. But good for Marcus. Good for Marcus. Because in the end, we all know that he always wanted to be out there on the court with his dad. And if he can't be on the court with his dad, he might as well be bagging his dad's teammate's wife. All right, so Bam. let's talk about Jack White. All right, so Jack White. I love Jack White, bro. Yeah. And this gets political, bro. So maybe we want to steer clear. But I just want to say, first of all, I love Jack White. I saw this story, and I was like, Jack White is the shit. I saw him play Red Rock. And if you guys don't know, Red Rock, get with it. Colorado, Denver area, just outside of Denver. It's amazing, amazing place to see a concert. And watching Jack White was unfucking believable. But he's coming at Elon Musk, and he did it, did it with some class because he did it on Instagram. We love that, right? Mm. Why, why go play on Twitter with him, right? So he does it on Instagram, and he compares Elon Musk's move recently to the KKK move. So. Yeah, dude. Um, I thought that was like some pretty heavy-handed shit, but um, yeah. My point is this: good for Jack White, because in the end, like his point was, I got a, I got a studio, right? Or you know, but I'm not gonna let somebody have a rally for the KKK there. Like I have limitations. I have that right. You have the right to limit that stuff but so much going on with twitter bro so much going bro, on twitter it, when i think of elon musk yeah the best way i think about i want to know because is... you you you've been spot on with a lot of things and i think things are going bonkers and you have a totally different opinion so i want to know i like to think of elon musk um tied down to a bed and this crack whore taking a big old dump on his chest bro that's how i like to think about elon musk like the reality is is that this guy has fuck you money pretty much saying fuck you to everybody else and you know what when you've got fuck you money you have the ability to do whatever fuck you want with it if you want to spend 44 billion dollars to fire a bunch of people on twitter god i would do anything for 44 billion dollars i mean i listen i i would say this about 44 billion dollars if i had 44 billion dollars i wouldn't have bought twitter with it but I would have bought something else with it. And then someone would have been like, you're fucking stupid for buying that shit. So it doesn't matter who it is. Dude, like if you're buying a company, people are going to think you're stupid for buying it. $44 billion. Can you imagine the drug buffet you could end up with? You'd be like, Pe- dude, Pablo, listen, Pablo Escobar you, looked boring. Dude. I would build a house of drugs. Just like, like each brick is a, a house inside of a house. <laughs> and it'd just be different drugs. I just go like lick the carpet and it'd be like, oh, well, that was a bunch of LSD there. That was nice. You know, and just have a fun house. But here's the problem, right? It sounds like a gingerbread house, right? But when it rains, how does it hold up, bro? That's what I'm saying. It's a house it just, inside a it house. Flush, it would flush into... It's a, it's a house inside a house. All right, dude. I, I still think there's going to be structural damage problems. <laughs> the rats would get to it. I know dude. it. Dude. Uh, there's some stories I shouldn't tell, but... <laughs> I, I got a mouse Nothing story. Nothing that's going to incriminate you. I got, got a mouse story one time. Got it tripping, bro. I got a mouse tripping, bro. It, was, it kept. I kept hearing it eat, like from the carpet, or from yeah. like the kitchen. It was staying at this um, Airbnb in Boston. So yeah, yeah. I might have given it a little special treat, 
Bro, that mouse was talking, bro. I'm, I swear it wasn't speaking English, but it was speaking. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, um, okay, okay. We got Kyrie's back, bro. Bro. All right. So, first of all, I want to say I'm I'm happy that Kyrie's back. But second of all, I want to say like I've never seen a tenure with a team goes so poorly ever. And at this stage, everybody, including Kyrie and the ownership and the fans are counting down till it's over. Yeah. Like getting KD would have been great if there wasn't Kyrie attached Bro, to that. This, this is just driving the price down for these players. Uh, eventually it's going to be so low. A, a team like the Lakers can come in and swoop in and get a player. Like I, I get it. I get what Kyrie's doing. I get what some of these players and these these guys are doing out there, you know? Like when I see these guys, it's it's obvious there is a trend of of people using Twitter right now and and using their platform uh for in almost a negative context in a negative way. Um you know, we've seen Trump do it for a long time, but now you see this whole group of people that are are starting to ut- utilize that as well and it, you know, for the longest time, you could say something and get away with it. I mean, how many times have we gone back and watched a, a film that was, you know, made in the 60s or even the 50s or even 70s? And it's like, this is one of the most racist films I've ever seen. And it's just this world is becoming more woke to what's proper and what's not. And sometimes people are caught on the wrong side of that. And I, I just I get I, I get to this point where it's it's involving a lot of players in the NBA. Uh, and that's when you know that you know Kyrie has crossed the line. If if Kyrie hadn't crossed the line and it was like these guys are you know the the, the players in the league were but not ba- were backing him up and saying Kyrie's right, Kyrie's right. That's when you step back and you you reassess the situation. But nobody is, you know. I, I think there's one player that I, I can think of that stood up before Kyrie and everybody else is being quiet. It's it's because of the situation everybody recognizes that you don't step in a pile of shit after you decided that that's a pile of shit bro there's so many layers to this and there's so many things that i don't quite understand but as things start unwinding i don't know if you saw this but Kyrie's first game back in the nba he had quite a bit of support from i don't even know what group of people this is and Yes. I I'm working on it, bro. Sorry. I I get it. I get this the support for Kyrie that's happening and and I I support Kyrie for that, but when when things are said in anti-semitic way or a racist way or um a um um negative way for you know talking about um homophobic way there we go people have to be accountable for it it can't be just across the board well you know we're not going to be uh racist oh but homophobic is okay you know like i you know i think about who was that player um anthony edwards that came out earlier this year and 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 used a lot of homophobic phrases on a video you know like like we're seeing these type of things and it's like this is not okay it doesn't matter if it's if it's something that could hurt somebody else it needs not to be said you know it's like when we used to uh use the mentally handicapped word right you know everybody out there that you know doesn't know what i'm talking about 
you know, there's a word around here in the United States that people used to use when they would say stupid, right? That person's a stupid, right? You're being a, an idiot. But it, it's, it's a very derogatory w w word towards a certain group of people. And, and that's where we don't like, you know, we're not, we're not trying to be out there and say that you shouldn't say this or this, or this, or this, or look at the racism here. Look at the, you know, this here. It's, we're out there saying none of this should be happening. Like the racism, the anti-Semitic, the homophobia, like all this other shit, it shouldn't be happening because everybody is a human. Everybody has their own way of looking at life. And if we try to dictate what everybody does, then we just turn into a fucking Hitler. And that's just not cool. Yeah, man. And, you know, there's a story that came out last couple of days, an incident out in Colorado Springs that, you know, just kind of reflects what you're talking about. And it's why we have to have like, we have to stand up when you see people who are engaging in, you know, hateful ideas. It doesn't mean you have to, like, go around, you know, engaging in everything. But at some level, if you don't stand up, and I, I lived in Colorado Springs for, for years, bro. Like, that place was a really good place for me. But we always knew like, Colorado Springs has the highest suicide rate anywhere in the country. And when you see something like what happened at that, that nightclub, the gay nightclub, five dead, 18 injured, that's the last time I saw any numbers. It makes you just really, you know, understand that like our actions have influence and maybe there's nothing that we could have influenced with this individual person, but like we can stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves because in the, the truth is there are people all around us who have different mentalities. And when you hear hateful speech, it makes it so you don't say what you, your truth, right? And that's what right. we can help people is like learn to speak your truth because you have support, right? And there are people who don't support you and they're sometimes like words can be really hurtful, but our goal is to have a lot of fun. But in the end, like we're gonna call bullshit when it's bullshit. Bro. And we see a lot of yeah, bullshit yeah. in this world. It's all mixed up and like half the stuff we were talking about is bullshit mixed in. And we can laugh at it, but sometimes it's just not a laughing matter. So we appreciate everybody joining us. We hope that you guys enjoy the holidays, Fa friends, family, good times. If you can, smoke a blunt on Bluntsgiving, baby. Get it, baby. Get it. Thanks for joining us. We will see you soon. Friday. <laughs>